Where would we be without signs? You ever thought about that? What would your life be like if you had no signs around you at all? Or if you had some and you just didn't see them? A state trooper was reminded of how important they are. Parked on the side of the road waiting to catch speeding drivers, a state trooper sees a car puttering along at 22 miles an hour. Thinking the driver is as dangerous as a speeder for going so slow, the state trooper turns on his lights and pulls the car over. I'm sure you can't even imagine what that's like, right? (laughs) And as he approaches the vehicle, the officer notices there are five elderly ladies inside, two in the front seat and three in the back, wide-eyed and white as ghosts. The driver, obviously confused, says, Officer, I don't understand. I was going the exact speed limit. What seems to be the problem? And the trooper, trying to contain a chuckle, he explained to her that 22 was the route number, not the speed limit. (laughs) A bit embarrassed, the woman grins and thanks the officer for pointing out her error. Before you go, the officer says, I have to ask, is everyone in this car okay? These women seem awfully shaken. Oh, she answered, they'll be all right. We just got off of Route 127. (laughs) You've probably heard that one or a variation thereof somewhere along the way. Signs are great to have, aren't they? But only if we understand them. How many of us wish we had paid more attention to a sign when those flashing red and blue lights are in our rearview mirror? Or what about when you walk into that bathroom and wonder what all those men are doing in the women's bathroom? And what are those things hanging on the wall? All this time you mistook caballero for senorita. (laughs) Signs can even make the difference between life and death. Cautioning you to slow down or not get too close to that edge. They are a vital part of our existence in this world pointing out to us what we need to know and directing us where it is that we need to go. The most important sign that we have to see is the one that is shining brightly for the entire world. One we can so easily see and yet still miss as we go through this season, if we're not careful. A man named Ahaz who lived long ago, and you just would have to know he lived a long time ago because Who has that name anymore? But he was told about a sign to look for in the future. Isaiah, the prophet that we've been hearing from all through this season of Advent, and as we have lit the candles, as we have talked about the reason for Advent and how people long ago were looking and longing, we just naturally think of Isaiah because he gave us the words of Advent. But as we have heard from him, he is the one who told Ahaz to be on the lookout for a sign. It wouldn't be like any other sign in his, his city or his surroundings. It wouldn't be made out of rock or it wouldn't be fashioned out of wood. No, this would be a sign in human flesh. As Isaiah said, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look. The young woman is with child, and she shall bear a son, and shall call him Emmanuel. This child, this name meant God 
with us. As you have already heard this morning in our songs and in our scripture readings. What Ahaz and the people of Israel in exile were to understand from the sign that God was giving to them. Was that God was with them. God would be with them in days ahead. When he would deliver them from their captivity and their sorrows and their suffering. And God was with them then. As they waited for God. We usually don't think that God is with us when we're waiting. It can be extremely miserable as we wait. But God wanted them to know something as they were there. And then some 700 years later, Joseph and Mary saw this sign. So this sign has endured. It has been something that God has been working on all this time. And as we've heard in our gospel reading this morning, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. His head must have been spinning with anxiety. And that word we looked at last week uh, in the Hebrew really means a mind that is racing or racing thoughts, a racing mind, a mind that is just going crazy with anxiety. And I'm sure that Joseph, as he was having this dream and as he woke up to its reality, that he was really spinning with anxiety after learning that Mary was pregnant. They were engaged, but he knew full well this child was not his. He decided that the best thing for him to do for her would be to divorce her quietly and move away. And during this time, there was a little bit of a different kind of marriage arrangement, a different betrothal process. And so, essentially, he was married to her. He was not living with her at that point. Uh, they would do that in the, really the second kind of service. But they were, in our eyes, married. And so he decided to divorce her quietly. Before he could take this action, an angel spoke to him in this dream, telling him that what had happened to Mary was of God. That the child that she was carrying and would bring into this world was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This would be no ordinary baby. You can just imagine how that news went over as he is trying to understand what this would be all about. This baby would be a sign, a sign that was pointing to God, providing salvation for the sins of the world. This was a part of, uh, this was the process that, that Joseph was going to be a part of in days ahead and for years ahead. As the angel said to Joseph that day, Isaiah told Ahaz, look, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. And some people ask, why is that a different spelling in Luke's gospel? And the I really is the the better translation out of the Hebrew and then in the Greek, uh, the, the capital E. But they mean the same thing. God is still with us. And this sign would change everything for Joseph and for Mary. They and their ancestors had been looking for a sign from God for so long. In the midst of their suffering, in the midst of their poverty, in the midst of their captivity, in the midst of their sin, they needed a sign from God. They needed to know where God was. Here was their sign, Emmanuel, coming into their family in human flesh. This sign was not just for their family though, it was intended for the whole world to see. Who would have thought that uh, this little baby could get the attention of the world. 
Maybe a royal baby like that of William and Kate could get the attention of everyone in the world, would have everyone talking about it or tweeting about it or watching TV to catch a glimpse of this baby. But a baby born in a barn in Bethlehem? I mean, who would have thought that we would be here today talking about something that took place long ago in a barn? God did. God came up with the idea of bringing a sign for the world to see, working with his angels and working with the shepherds and working with the wise men from afar to get the word out about this particular sign. God made sure that this sign would be for everyone to not only see as they traveled along through life, but that they could understand it as well. The message of this sign was simple, yet profound. God with us. I mean, that's it. That's what we sang. And I was thinking earlier, this Emmanuel song is pretty short. It kind of repeats itself. But that's the idea. God has made it incredibly simple for us to understand. God is with us. That's it. But what a life changer it would be for these people to know that God was with them. He wasn't off traveling somewhere. He hadn't moved and taken up residence on some other planet or somewhere else. He wasn't just a transcendent deity floating around in the heavens and ignoring all that he had made. He wasn't bound to a temple or contained in a particular nation. He was right there, right then, right with them. He was Emmanuel. One of the biggest news stories recently was from Nelson Mandela's funeral. The focus on the president's selfie quickly moved to a focus on the bigger story, on the guy doing the fake sign language behind Obama. And if you saw uh, Saturday Saturday Night Live a week ago yesterday, um, you saw there was a a great spoof on this that uh, actually looked pretty close to the reality. But the words from a president needed the right signs in order to be understood by the deaf Uh, of the world and really everyone else who was trying to figure out what he was saying. And yet there was this fake sign language that was going on and all of the people received, instead of the message the president was giving, they were getting gibberish and confusion. I think somebody said in the midst of all of that, they saw help and they thought this guy really does need some help. Doesn't this happen with God's message for the world? I mean, think about it. There are clowns standing behind God all the time, sharing confusing and false signs about God. The sign of Emmanuel is one that we need not miss. It is one that we shouldn't be confused about at all. And it is certainly one we should not be confusing other people with. The sign of Emmanuel, this one we need not miss, is from God. And God gave it in such a way that we couldn't help but understand. I mean, right up close and personal in human flesh. Have you seen this sign from God? As the season of Advent is about to give way to Christmas, the sign gets brighter and brighter as the world around us seems to get darker and darker. Maybe you feel that darkness in your life. Maybe you feel it as you read the news. Maybe you feel it as you uh, become uh, aware of needs and problems that your neighbors or your family has. 
if we are not careful, we end up thinking that the sign is outdated and doesn't mean much for us anymore. Yes, we may say there was a babe in the manger and it's, it's great to celebrate his birthday. But what does that really have to do with paying my gas bill? Or with getting a job with a livable wage? You may be thinking, what does Emmanuel have to do with my job? Or what does Emmanuel have to do with my relationships? As God's message proclaimed, Emmanuel has everything to do with everything that is going on. Everything in our lives. The arrival of God into our world in Jesus is a sign for you that God cares and God wants to be involved in your life. Is that a message that you're really open to receiving? Is that a message that you are hearing in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of the holidays? God cares for you and He wants to be involved. God is there with you and never wants you to feel alone. It seems like this season I have heard more uh, talk about loneliness just in talking with friends or talking with family or just in reading different things uh, in the media. There is a lot of loneliness out there. And people may not know that you're lonely. But you know it. You feel it inside. You may be surrounded by tons of people and still feel lonely. But God wants you to know. He wants you to know this sign that He has given. Emmanuel. Lest we ever begin to think Emmanuel is just for us. That Emmanuel just belongs to us, to our church, or to uh, our particular group of friends, or our state, or our nation. We need to understand that God's sign, even as tiny as it is in a baby, is grand enough for the world to see. God's intention of inclusion is demonstrated with the greatest of expression in the incarnation of Christ. As we sing in the carol, the first Noel, for all to see there was a star shining in the east, beyond them far, and to the earth it gave great light. Everyone could see it. Everyone could be led by this light. Jesus is God's gift to the world. From the baby boy to ascended Savior, He is eternally good news for all people. Those who follow His direction are to continually be involved in pointing Him out as a sign for them. And this is especially true for war-torn and orphaned children in Syria. This morning there are children wandering around in the streets of those cities without any parents, without any family, without any food. There are children and adults and villages in North Korea that are suffering from starvation on their way to death. And there are places like Malawi where there is no accessible clean water. You could walk uh, maybe a hundred miles uh, and get to a place where you could uh, maybe tap into some, some clean water. But there are people all around us that wonder about God with us. And it is in places like these where uh, we need to enter in. There are places like these where we need to recognize suffering. And, and maybe we would even wonder as, as well, God, where are you? The sign says God is with us. 
aren't we little Emmanuels of God? Little Christs that are to be going out into the world to work out God's kingdom purposes in places like Syria and in places like North Korea and in places like Shreveport. What a great time for us to recognize also what powers this sign. You know, everybody has to have a uh, digital billboard. Every church in town, it seems like, is advertising on URI. And, and you can't help but just drive by and see what's going on at any particular church. And I, I think that's, that's great. Right up there with the, uh, the uh, used cars and the uh, tanning booths and, and all of that. I say that because I'm jealous. We don't have a budget for such things. Wouldn't it be great to see Church for the Highlands up there? Yes, to put our CDs on there. But what is it that powers those signs? There's a lot of power that goes into making those visible and to illuminate them in the dark or even in the bright of the day. One would think that the power of this sign, Emmanuel, is so bright that we would not be able to miss it these days. What a great opportunity we have during this season to represent God's love when this world gives attention to what Christians have to say about the Christ of Christmas. I mean, think about it. We have really one day when the world stops and pays attention to what we have to say. This baby in a manger was Emmanuel, one who would spend his life demonstrating nothing but love for his neighbors and would ask nothing less of those who would follow after him. It was about love. This Christ, this sign, was love incarnate. Wherever Emmanuel was, love was. And wherever Emmanuel's followers are, love is to be. Whatever else you feel and experience during this season, be sure to see the sign of God's love for you. Whatever else people around you may say about God, and there are a lot of people out there saying all kinds of things about God, be sure to check it against the message of this sign of God's love for our world. Whatever else you do or say this week, be sure that you are letting other people around you know and see this sign from God. Have you heard about the biggest sign in the world? Uh, Google says that it is on Cleve Hill, overlooking Cheltenham Racecourse in Gloucestershire, England. Standing 50 feet tall, 247 feet wide, are the letters spelling Paddy Power. I have no idea what that is, but if Gary were here, he could tell us. Now that's a big sign, isn't it? It is bigger than the Hollywood sign. It's massive. But Google is wrong. It is not the biggest. Luke's gospel tells us something different. The biggest sign in the world didn't actually take up much space in the world, but was just small enough to fit in a manger, just long enough to be stretched to fit on a cross. This is your sign. This is Emmanuel. Let us pray. God, we ask your forgiveness for the way that we move through this season. 
we so easily can get wrapped up in the things that are going on around us and the consumerism and and all of the, the racing around that we do, we sometimes forget what this sign is.